This episode of this Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey is brought to you by Energy Healer Jean Borders' Personal Powerful Transformation Program. Know you're leaving money on the table, but can't figure out how to bring it in? Need to double your productivity and profitability? Need an extra push to get things moving in the right direction? Visit www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com slash transformation now and apply for a business consultation with Jean. Welcome to the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey, where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Prepare to feel a sense of relief and empowerment as we get rid of the baggage you've been carrying that's held up your business success up until now. Be sure to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, lean in, get comfortable, and prepare to take off. Hello, everyone. How are you? This is your host, Jean Border, with the Focus Practical Dreamer's Journey podcast. And I have a special guest today, which is Melissa Catherine. Hello. How are you? It's nice to see you again. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. Cool. Today, we're going to talk about wholeness. Melissa has a whole lot of experience in this area. She has so many certifications. Oh, my gosh. Let's see if I can remember some of them. Um, Certified holistic nutritionist. Master life coach, mindset expert, globally recognized intuitive, hypnotherapist, international best-selling author, host, speaker, TEDx speaker. She's been on many major TV network broadcasts. I could go on and on, but I'll let you just say hello. Yeah, I'm like every time I hear that, I have been doing this um, a long time, and so yes. But every time I hear my bio, it, it does make me make me laugh a little bit. <laughs> So we're going to focus on wholeness. I know you have so many topics you could probably talk about, but I I have so many clients and talk to so many people who feel separate in so many parts of themselves. Yes. And honestly, that's one reason why I started this podcast. I have two totally separate, it seemed like so totally separate skill sets, leadership, 36 years experience. And then I retired and went into the energy world. Now, how do you combine those skill sets? You know, you want to honor both. And so this podcast is a way to do that. I talk about business techniques, leadership techniques, but using energy protocols to help all of those grow and fit you. And so you feel authentic in what you're doing. Yeah. So, oh, so beautiful. So talk to me about how people can get started on that journey. How did you get started on that journey? Yeah, well, first off, I love that you, I just want to honor you for doing what you're doing because it's very courageous. I think the art of coming home to ourselves and allowing all aspects of self, because we're not linear beings, we're not just one, one way. And yet from generations past and lineages, and this is something that I always challenge my audience with, and I'm going to challenge yours too, is to ask yourself, what are the roles that I'm living into? And what are the rules that I'm living by that I've, you get to ask, you know, do you want that? And you'll find often, you know, it's even going back to Byron Katie's work of, you know, just asking yourself, whose voice is this? Because many find, especially in midlife, um, and I'm just bringing up midlife just because I think as, as we get older, we start to, you know, there's different reflection points, but I believe our souls came here to expand and to express and to leave our mark on the world. And, and that legacy is only unique to you because it's you. And by you being you, that is the greatest gift, regardless of your religious beliefs. That's your gift back to God, source, universe of who you are. And through that, you have success. And so I really want to acknowledge you because as much as we go, oh, just be you, that's almost the hardest thing to do because we came and that's what wholeness is. So when you said, you know, how did I come to that? And I actually had to come home to myself. And my definition of wholeness is 
coming back to the truth of who you are before you ever thought you were less than, whether due to a number on the scale, a trauma, any limiting belief, any separation from self, because we came into, and I love your backdrop. It's like this divine light coming in, right? And it's, and you're seeing, it's like these particles for me um, as an intuitive, but I'm seeing these particles of self that gets separated. And over here, it's like the light of who I've always been. And it's, I think we're always all coming back to this. And I think at the end of our life, if you're, if you're courageous enough, you get to come full circle and go, oh, I was always, I was always perfect. I was always the most unique expression of myself. It was all so beautiful. And so what I believe and see and time and time again, as an intuitive and in doing this work and being somebody that is I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I built this multifaceted business. I used to be a fashion designer in New York City. I went and started my own online business when online businesses were not a thing, when coaching was like, are you going to go chant on a rooftop with goats? Like, like, <laughs> I, like who has, who has a coach? Like there's coaches for, you know, team sports for football. Yeah. Health coach, and like you went and got a green juice in these weird little shops that smelled weird that no one ever went into unless you were deemed a hippie or like, right? And so I'm living in New York City, making this great salary, having this dream job, self taught in fashion. And I'm like, I'm giving it all up to start my own thing. Holistic meant nothing. Everyone's like, there's doctors, like, you go to a doctor if something's wrong. Like, you're meditating and Reiki and like, and so I say all of this because there's all these aspects of self where we get, we get these nudges, right? And you kind of go, well, that's ludicrous. <laughs> you know, like that makes no sense. And then you start listening to them. And then all of a sudden you're like, that's, that's, you know, like I saw this girl online and she was talking about running a retreat in Bali. And this is when everybody worked in an office, right? I'm totally dating myself, but that's what you did. You, the idea that you didn't was like, who, who does that? Like nobody works from home. That's crazy. And I saw her and now she's one of my best friends, but I was like, what is this thing she does? She's a coach, you know? And so I kept following the nudges and I kept being a yes. And so I, I just, I really want to acknowledge you. And I just want to say, so going into wholeness, it's through life, we keep separating. And whether it's projections or society or your culture, your parents, your family dynamics, we are our environment. And what we get told for who we are is what we believe we are. And what you believe is what the mind will conceive. And what the mind conceives is what will be your reality. And so these are all things that no one teaches in school. I'm not sure why. But when I learned that, I was like, oh, well, my self-concept's broken <laughs> and uh, like broken in the sense. And I've been living in this very limited view of what I'm telling myself I can have and who I get to be. And it's not feeling good. And so I started to challenge it. But in the challenging of what we believe about ourselves, we also there's there's a you have to surrender it and you also have to learn, you know, just like you did. It's like, wait a minute, I love this and I'm this. And how could I be both things and what, like, I'm not meant to fit in one box. And so we start to open to that. And that's the work that I'm, I feel very blessed to do and, and help people with. And it is, but it also starts with, letting go of who you believed yourself to be to invite in who you've always been. And it's not always easy. Uh, it's not easy at all. <laughs> Getting to where I am with this podcast, literally for three years, I struggled with, I'm just leaving all that, the corporate stuff behind, you know, I'm just done with it. The politics, all the, the disappointments. I mean, I was in a leadership role, so, you know, you have to, there are politics. You just get learn to play the game, right? You just get good at that stuff. That didn't mean I appreciated it. And so that's a skill set that I didn't really want to have to continue, which meant having my own business. Then I don't have to deal with the politics because I just decide, right? Um, but then everybody's like, you're throwing away 36 years of experience. You're just letting all that go when you could be utilizing that to help other people. 
I'm like, yeah, but I'm so done with that. And I, I got a free bonus at one point, which was podcast um, classes. So I took these podcast classes. I'm never going to have a podcast. I'll be a podcast guest, which I was. But I had no desire to have a podcast. And then over a two-year period, it's just like everybody who has a podcast loves a podcast. They think that's the most fun part of their week is is having a podcast. I'm like, is there any reason not to? Well, no, there's really not. So that's how I'm here. It, but it takes a while to struggle through all the belief systems, all the obstacles that you put in your own way, right? But getting your... I'm going to call it a legacy. It's really a legacy. Creating a legacy so that everything you learned, everything you've brought into being you doesn't get lost. When you can share it with somebody else and maybe they'll get something out of it. Maybe well, not, but maybe they will. Story, right? It's just like age old time of story. Yes. You share a story and then it gets passed down through generations and it, and story speaks to people. Story touches people's hearts and souls. I mean, people buy people. It's not the product. It's 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 people. Um, and I do think that there's something when we get back to those aspects of self, we go through these different iterations where a part of us does go, I don't just don't want to do that anymore. It's almost like, you know, you get a new job and you're like, I just want to move on. But then in time, you're able to. I feel like it's like with all breakups, you kind of need some time and then you can look back with fondness and then you go, you know what, I'm, it's okay. I could be friends with that person because they're a part of me and I learned a lot. It doesn't mean that I want to marry them and it doesn't mean that I, but there's, you know, I went through the same, the first, I would say nine years of my business, I helped women to, I was known as the done with dieting girl. And I helped, I believe in, you know, healing your body and really understanding your relationship with food and understanding that your body can, will always guide you and getting off the chronic dieting train, right? We teach what we need to learn. I I struggled with body issues and, and disordered eating. And, you know, and when I decided that I didn't want to do that anymore, I was like, I never want to teach another course, even (laughs) though I was very gifted at it. I had helped thousands, you know, um, around the world. It was, I was so blessed, but then I also got to a point where I was done. And then I got to the point though, where I started going, wait a minute, I, I can really help people. And I'm actually okay with that because, but I do think there's a process and I think there's an honoring of that process. And I think as humans, we get to allow ourselves the evolution and then the invitation to take with us what we want and to know that it's always a part of our story. So we can always go back to it and we can always use it. And that's the gift of it being ours and not somebody else's. So you can never lose your spark with what you know you're great at in business And you're probably going to have many different iterations of how you teach it, share it, help others. And, you know, it might end up being the next step for you, a book or speaking on stages or, or a television, who knows, you know? Um, But I think that that's what life's about. Yeah. The, the very first book I wrote was the hardest book to write. I, I lived my life with migraines. Right. And the last few years of go rounds with neurologists, I started keeping track of what side effects every different medication would have. And I kept that and I kept that and kept that. And years later, I looked at it and said, what good is this information if it's sitting here on a piece of paper and nobody else has access to it? So that's why I wrote my book, my very first book, you know, and it was just a, a woman's journey through pain. I keep coming back to that concept of journey. I mean, even back then, it was a woman's journey through pain. And this is the, the focus, um, practical dreamer's journey, right? Because it's not you imagine it and it's there. You have so many steps, so many obstacles, so many iterations of you to go through to be okay with what you know is possible somehow. You just have to figure out how to get there, right? So that's this whole con- whole concept of wholeness. I love that concept. I'd not heard it expressed that way before, but I really love, I told you before, I really love that concept of wholeness. 
honoring the whole you, all the different parts, all the things you had to go through to get to where you are, all the weird stuff you had to learn to start your business, much less grow your business, you know? But so, and, and I think the reason, you know, we're here, it's it like everyone's like, oh, just just tell me how to do the thing so I can have the success, so I can have the money, so I can lose the weight, so I can get the body, so I can. It's like, well, then your book of life would be one page. And the first would go, I want my ideal body. And the next page would go, I got it. You, you didn't become anybody. You yes. didn't learn anything. You didn't grow. There's no journey. And the journey is why we're all here. Earth school is a journey. It's the hardest journey. Um, and it's the most fulfilling, but it's a journey and it's a, it's a, um, process of becoming, but I think every decade, every nuanced version, every month, every day, every year, every new ounce of energy, right? Like our beautiful planet. And right now the energy is as potent as potent can be. And it's like no other before, but with that, there's also this awakening of people where I think they're the old way of being and operating in this archaic model around workplace environments and what it gets to look like. I think COVID shook a lot up. And I think now people, some people are going back to the workplace, but it's never going to look the same as it once did. And the old way of the male versus the female and the this, all everything's being brought into question. And now more than ever, we need to know our whole selves and to stop separating or castrating or, you know, I was just in a conversation around guilt and shame being the lowest of vibrational energies and the most polarizing and the most threatening to our creative selves and to the innate joy that we have available to us. So when we can start shedding lights and allowing, and that's why I started off just saying, I just want to honor you because you allowed this part of yourself. You allowed this. And as a result, I, I can only imagine it's brought you more joy conversation just this other level of your own wholeness that you otherwise wouldn't know or would i'm gonna throw out the word excitement it's also brought excitement into my world i'm i i in some ways i'm isolated you know i'm i'm a single female right i have a dog (laughs) but that's not a lot of human companionship and this is exciting i get to speak to so many unique talented um amazing people like you. I mean, this gives, affords me so many opportunities that I didn't have before. And yeah. every part of the journey comes with something new that can bring a new type of excitement or joy. Yes. And that's truly what, like, I know we get caught in the suffering of life and there's a lot around how hard, but the truth is we're actually meant to experience epic amounts of joy and excitement and i think we um we get caught a lot in our own suffering you know that was a conversation that i just came out of which is recognizing you know the when we look at 95% of our actions come from our subconscious beliefs about ourselves in a given day a lot of those beliefs about ourselves involve being less than, not enough, pain, suffering, judgment, um, guilt, shame. Uh, it's your past. And as um, you know, a fellow in the personal de- personal development space, Dr. Joe Dispenza, you know, who always say, you know, in his books, and I, I just adore his work very much. Um, and I want to attribute back to him. I'm not about to say that I said this, um, but and I'm butchering it. But essentially, you can't become uh, the newest, best version of yourself when you're operating from your past limitations. And I, I believe in that so much. And that's why I'm so committed to the work that I get to do each day, which is helping free people from their past limitations to understand the limitless nature of who they are. I mean, I have a program called Limitless Academy. (laughs) That's cool. And I'm drawn to that word. I really am. Um, And I'll tell you a funny story. I signed up for um, one seminar with somebody else who I won't mention that I I do follow his stuff a lot. Um, And it was Live Limitless. Well, then he changed the title like a month before to something that I was not interested in at all. And so 
by the time it started, I was already disconnected from it because it didn't resonate with me. The limitless is a very positive. It's an opening up opportunities, seeing what's possible, right? It's like nothing is is too much. Nothing is not within your grasp. Nothing. I love that idea. And he changed it to truth. He changed it to something like negative and uh, and struggle. And I'm like, uh, I don't want any part of that. That's not part of my world anymore. You know. So words ha- oh. are so powerful. You know, I, I keep coming back yes. to words have power. If you utilize the power that the words give you, be conscious of what you say, how you say it, the words you use. One of my favorite um, books is by Florence Scovelsham, The Game of Life and How to Play It. It's, um, you know, and and she says, your words are your wand. And I, I've added on my own adage of your words are your wand. They'll create for you or against you. Yes. And so when we're looking at words, you know, people will say, uh, you know, affirmations, affirmations. I'm like, yes, but you need to feel the affirmations and bridge the gap. I am is the mothership of all affirmations. Yes. That's the holy grail. However, if you are a hundred thousand in debt and you're repeating, I'm a millionaire. And a year later, you're like, they didn't work. You have to bridge the gap to, I believe it's possible. My financial situation could change positively very quickly. I believe it's possible I could meet the love of my life. I believe it's possible that change is here for me. I believe it's possible I could find my dream job. I believe, right? And we've got to bridge the gap to find the vibrational frequency to align ourselves because feeling is the vibrational currency of, of magnitudes of wealth. In, in the, that's, that's the universe speaks. So the more you feel and impress upon the mind, a visual that goes along with the feeling state, whether it's imagining that you're calling your parents and you're like, I met him, right. Or I got the job or I won the lottery, right. Like, um, and see what it does for you. But if you're, if there's a gap, you have to do your work to close that gap. And it's the same thing with believing what's possible. Like you jive with limitless because it's on the same vibrational frequency of who you've become and what you know it's possible. Now we can also say, and as I believe as a whole being, if we are of, again, take religion, I'm not here to, but but if we are of highest consciousness and we came from that form, then of course we are limitless in our very nature. And that is what's available to us. We just need to be reminded and then act each day in accordance with that and align to that vibration of, so even it doesn't mean, and people always say to me, but Melissa, don't you ever get, have a bad day? Don't you ever like, how are you always, do you always? And I'm like, no, I I definitely wake up with my challenge. Like I go and I do the things that I teach. I was just talking with my little cousin today and she's like, it's so hard. And I was like, trust me, I do it for a living. I have to be in integrity with what I teach. And because she's like, I'm great at giving advice, but it's so hard for me to take it. I was like, I, I give advice for a living and I'm always like, okay, what's in it for me? All right. What was there for me today? And I always say, you know, stand in front of the mirror, your own soul's recognition of itself. And repeat with fervent energy and and embody that which you desire to see and be and tell your own story. And it happened. I'm here. Be that three years from now, one year from now version of you, five years from now version of you telling yourself who you get to be. And that's when we can start to shift vibrationally. And that's when you'll understand that everything in your outer world, the 3D reality Everything starts shifting because everything is truly you pushed out. Everything is truly a mirror image of your own self-concept. I wanted to go back to something you said, and then I got wrapped up inside what you were saying. Um, Affirmations. One of the big deals that, that I have to sometimes have a conversation with some of my clients. Oh, but I'm saying the affirmations over and over. We'll use the one you said. Um, I'm rich. But in your head, you're saying, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm rich. No, you're not. So you're lying to yourself and your subconscious now doesn't even trust your words. So it discounts them, right? So why does it believe that? Start working through the beliefs that have created that. You, whether you're using 
whatever modality you're using, whatever process you're using, just start using something to figure out why do I believe that? Why do I not even see that there's a possibility for me to be rich? And as you unpack all that stuff you've jammed down inside your subconscious, you leave space now for the new I'm rich belief. Yes. And you start to believe and even using the word rich. So mm-hmm. we oh, so many things. What what does rich mean to you? And mm-hmm. and then you a, a great one with money is I'm worthy. That's a hard one for a lot of people. I'm worthy. But when you start to go like, I'm worthy of of wealth, I'm worthy of money. Okay, money is energy. And if money is energy, and if energy is love, and energy is a vibration, and where have I had good energy in my life? Where have I been blessed with energy? Because people put so much emphasis on the monetary like what's my house what's my car can what's what's in my bank account it's like we just print paper like our our country's in like trillions of dollars of debt because we just keep printing paper if money was really money you know um and wasn't then we wouldn't be able to do that it's paper just like time we've put a construct around time. So we get to delay time, just like we get to create energy, we get to create wealth. But it all starts from a place of what do you believe to be true for you? Exactly. And that's, and that's, that's what and then if you're going, well, clearly, I don't believe a lot to be true, because then people that are in a negative state go, oh, well, great. So I'm creating this reality. And it's like, okay, I know that feels hard. And that's a hard pill to swallow, but let's also look at the empowering fact that if that's something you're choosing to believe and you don't like what it's created, what would happen if you just chose to believe just a little bit more each day for yourself, how much your external world would change that much more quickly? You know? Yeah, I talk about the 1% all the time. If every day you just made one little shift somewhere. Yeah. You know? Your your destination will be radically different over time. It might not be the next five minutes, but over a five-year period, oh my gosh, you will be somewhere radically different than where you are headed right now. It and doesn't take a lot, lot all people, the time. It just takes little actions consistently. It's so, and so like, for instance, this morning I was doing um, parts work with one of my clients And what's fascinating with the inner critic, because I always, people get confused and they think the inner critic and the inner child are are the same. And, you know, I always remind people, no, your your inner child is a part of you, but your inner critic is a voice that can be a compilation of many, many people and many, the inner critic doesn't just have, there isn't just one. Um, We're like Sybil, right? And there's (laughs) nine different personalities. And it's the same with, with, different parts of you and your inner child. And there's many different stages. And one of the things that we find with the inner critic, especially for anybody that might be listening, that's thinking like, I'm struggling with the same story over and over and over again. And I've trying so hard and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Right. Um, And I know that I had that with different things in my life. And I'm like, I've done all the self-development work. I actually teach this stuff. How does like, how is this still showing up? And I always tell people, I'm like, when you have a core wound, it's going to show up every time you up level just with a different iteration. And it's your job to face it. And each time the voice gets smaller. But what was fascinating this morning, and it's coming to mind, so I'll share it, was that the inner critic often believes that it's needed. Um, to bully you. And it will say things like when you really start dialoguing with it, and, and anybody can do this, you can close your eyes, and I can teach a breathwork technique to go in. But what you'll find is the inner critic will say things like, well, you would you would weigh a 1000 pounds if it wasn't for me, you would be so lazy, you would have no money, you would you would you would and you get to go, okay, whose voice is that? Okay. And, and also then asking and starting to identify where that lives in your body. What was the earliest memory? And just like, and I hear this one often and for anybody is, oh, I've always been this way. Oh, this, this is just, I don't have a memory. I, I, I was always, and it's like, no, you weren't always, you were born perfect. And so it's giving that inner critic stage time because the inner critic and the inner child just want your love and attention. 
But the inner critic will fight you tooth and nail until you start dialoguing and let it know that you're the adult and how you are running the show and what you and what that gets to look like. And either you can invite that part in to partner with you and work with you. But that's really a powerful way to really get clear. Um, I found, you know, and some people aren't really fully sure about what's underneath. And we use this term blocked so often. And I, and I, and I feel bad with it because I, I, I know that there's, there's, it's kind of a challenging way to explain it otherwise. But it's like, I also hate that people feel powerless, like, oh, I'm blocked. I need you to clear me. I need, and it's like, no, I like you, you can do this too, but you have to, I think we need other people like you and me, right? Because most people don't want to do it themselves and, or they don't know how and they stop too quickly. And they're like, oh, this is, this is, I'm just gonna, I don't have time for this right now. Or it's not only that, it's sometimes when you're looking at yourself, you see what you want to see and you don't want to go into seeing what, really might be a very easy thing to address. And so sometimes an external person, what's very obvious to them, I don't even see it because I live with it all the time. So it's just not even in a concept that I'm aware of, right? It's just running a program, running behind the head somewhere that something that um, came to mind when you were talking about the voices and how they they influence our actions. I've heard of, there's something called fractal patterns where you have something that happens, you think it's only affecting this part of your life, but that belief, that old event that you're holding on to, those whatever decisions you made from something, not only affects how you deal with a relationship, it also affects how you deal with money, how you deal with business decisions. And so these issues crop up in various places, all related back to one belief, typically from an event or how you perceived the event, even if what you perceived to be true was only true for you. No one else perceived it that way, but you did from a, a position of maybe this makes it more safe for me if I make this judgment about this decision. And so to keep you safe, your subconscious just starts applying that all over the place. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That's where my brain went anyway. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's, um, we're all just like a mosaic. Mm -hmm. And we get to view through our own lens how we see ourselves. So what are some of the obstacles that you had to deal with growing this business after you left the fashion world where you were at an office and now you're an entrepreneur. So what are some of the first obstacles you had to work through on, in, you, on your inner work? How much time do we have? Okay. <laughs> um, so give I mean, me a couple. Okay. Give me a couple. Well, first and foremost, I thought, oh my God, I now get to work for myself. I'm going to control. I'm going to have all the time in the world. I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. I'm going to, uh, I lived and breathe. So a few things that I did. One, I was not grounded in my worth. So I was not charging enough. I had, I mean, I had so many clients and I bent over backwards. I had no time boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, it was like, oh, well, right. Because I went from being very successful and making high, you know, at the like mid six, mixed six figures, but I was living in the most expensive city in the world, in the most expensive area in the city, in the West Village, in my, you know, 500 square feet. That was thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, and and I had a lifestyle and I had a, a corporate card. I was always gifted things, right? I was in fashion. So I had all these clothes and all these products. And and I'm not thinking about any of this, right? I was just like, I'm out. Um, so all of a sudden... I'm only seeing myself. I'm I'm by myself all the time. I remember I was just sitting on this, like it was my kitchen. I had one of those like kitchen cart things. Anybody that's lived in New York City, like you get, in, I, I'm so efficient. I could probably have a YouTube 
channel just for how to make small space work and like look cute. I'm sure somebody already did this, but I had one of these like kitchen cart things that could wheel out, but then it was also, I made it my desk, but then a side could flip up. I sat on this little wooden stool and I was like hunched over and I worked. And I, this is at the time when telesummits podcasts weren't even a thing. You did a telesummit. There was no video on webinar. I'm making myself so old here. Um, like every, it was so archaic. Like I think Facebook wasn't even fully out. There was like MySpace, so it wasn't even about social media. So a few things. Um, I didn't have time boundaries. I wasn't charging enough. I was isolated and only saw myself. Um, and I also didn't start a business because I wanted to be seen. I started a business because I wanted to help people. I knew that I had overcome something that would help women and I wanted to help them, but I never wanted to be the face of it. Like I didn't even think about that. You're talking to somebody that had body dysmorphia, didn't like to even be in pictures or be seen. And all of a sudden social media was a new thing. And it was like, Oh, you need to be a summit. You need to actually make yourself the host of it. And I was like, come again now. I need to what? I never thought, how am I going to sell this to people? I didn't think about any of that. And then also I'm a creative. So I'm an artist. um, And I love making things beautiful. Uh, When you're starting a business, you need an audience to sell to. The last thing, we don't need to put all your time, money, and energy into your beautiful website and all your beautiful marketing materials and hemming and hawing around. So as much as I'm by human design, like a generator, and I'm like, let's get stuff done. I'm also very much the creative over 50 million ideas. Like, and so these were things that were hard, hard for me at first to really go, okay, I need you to be accountable to yourself. I need you to take action. I need you to have a strategy. Um, And also, though, the other thing that happened, I'm telling you a lot, I told you, was I went into this masculine energy. I hired a business coach. I gave her a lot of money. um, And I went into, okay, we're going to invest. But she was, everything was very, um, like I said, very masculine. It's like, don't stop until it gets done. So I shut down what actually gave me the most success. I was a self-taught fashion designer in New York City. That doesn't happen. <laughs> like that's like, at the time I didn't realize it, but I followed my intuition and it got me a 12, 13 year career doing that. I shut that down when I started my business and went into Oh, okay, I've got to do what this coach is telling me in order to be a success, in order for me to make the money. She promised that I will get to six figures in my first year. I need that in order to live in you. And so I gave my power away. And I would say that that was hands down. I lost my voice, but I also didn't go into my business. The other thing that I would say, and I know I'm saying a lot here, was I didn't, I wasn't grounded enough in my own vision. And were in my voice at the time. I had come from working for a company. I built a business within the business, you know, but I could also leave when I left, you know. Um, this, all of a sudden, I I saw the people that did very well and surpassed me in those next, like, five years. They came in with a very big vision and were very clear on what they were going to do. And I was just like, I want to help people. I think I've got, and I like to write and I like to speak and, um, and I know that I, I can teach well, you know, like I knew, but I didn't, I didn't have the, I wasn't really connected to the vision and to my voice. Um, and I gave that away and that, that, that was probably the most detrimental to me, um, internally, energetically. And in in my monetary success in those first few years. And I want to say just how common I think that is. Um, When we get into, I'm going to say the healing arts, like energy work, people, I want to help people. 
but I don't really want to charge them a lot because they can't afford it, you know, and that's the whole, we, we're putting our belief systems onto somebody else who may be crazy rich. And we think they can't afford a $30 session. You know, you can't even pay, when it comes your, back to your, work. you can't pay your phone bill with that, you know, but you yeah. can't think they can't even afford $30 to work with you or something. It's like so many people, they don't know what they want. They just know they want to be able to help people. So they, they go to gurus who teach them strategies that don't work for them because the whole masculine, feminine, aggressive versus, I'm going to call it soul-centered because that's what a lot of people call it. That's never resonated with me, but that's what people know it as. The more feminine energy, the here's what I am, here's what I do. If you like it, work with me. That's I appreciate that energy. But so many times we think, oh, that's just feel-good stuff. But this guy, must, he acts like he's really rich, so I'll learn a lot from him. So I'll take his stuff. Then I can't use his stuff because it doesn't fit me. It doesn't make me feel good to use it, right? So you go through all these things that you had to go through, you know, this masculine energy, spending gobs and gobs of money on training programs. Hundreds. Yes, yes, yes. Um, working with mentors who don't know anything about your business, oh, my gosh. That's that was me. I'm like, so of course I got nothing out of it except for bills, you know, spending, handing them money. <laughs> but there's something for that too. You learn, right? You learn as you go. What works for me? What doesn't work for me? What's going to help me grow my business? And what's just a time suck? Well, and also, you know, when I was saying everyone's a mirror, I really saw the first coach that I called in was somebody that challenged me to use my voice. And it very much went back to things in my childhood and me having to be grounded in my worth and my value and in my vision. And that was a great gift. So yes, it, it wasn't ideal and it took me going a different route and reflection, but in seeing that it is fascinating how life works and how it is showing up to help you to transcend, to transmute, to achieve the desires on your heart, whether or not you mentally, emotionally, um, physically, like whether or not your energetic by your human being has caught up to that lesson and can go click. Oh, wow. In, in time to, you know, but I saw that it just took, took a few years and a little bit of a, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was a little, uh, I blamed myself, you know, I blamed myself. I went through, uh, oh my God, I spent like hundred thousand dollars. I, I went through, um, you know, yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute. And then you get to go through and see your own evolution. It's, it's a fascinating ride. This whole little game of life. I started out from a very lucky place. My parents always had faith in me and told me I could do anything I wanted to do and be anything I wanted to be. So I always had that foundation. A lot of people don't have that. Yeah. They didn't understand what I do. <laughs> they didn't get it at all. They just thought yeah. it was kind of woo-woo stuff, you know, but it made me happy. So they were happy, you know? Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. But I had to go through finding ways to build my skill set. Some of the ways were beneficial. Some were good at teaching me what I didn't want to do. And that's beneficial as well. Um, but you have to go through stages and you're at a different stage every day that you wake up. You're going to, if you look for it, you learn something new. You learn something that will make you grow. I'll tell you, I didn't like marketing. I, I set the intention early on, the right clients will find me at the right time. And that's how I built my business a successful business. It doesn't grow you to be world famous or anything like that, but it it supports me, right? And then you get to the point, everybody's telling you, oh, you got to market. You know, so many more people would, I'm like, and eventually things that were just no way, no how become, eh, okay. But it's a process. It's a journey. It's a growth progression. Mm-hmm. But when you first start your business, everything just seems to be, can seem to be a major obstacle until you find the one person who can help you with that one piece that was really messing up everything else. And that piece plugs in and everything else seems 
easier for a while until you come to another one of those places and you have to find somebody else who holds the next key, right? Yeah, entrepreneurship, I mean, you're in, you're, you're, there's no way to not look at your stuff. As, as as long as, you know, if that's something that you're choosing and, and what you're doing, but I don't know how you would be an entrepreneur without facing, I mean, that you truly have to face every fear, um, every, every thought about yourself, and you, you're in the game of managing your mind. I, I mean, it's, it's a mindset game every day of, you know, and yes, I think everybody is in different ways, whether or not you choose to be aware of it. Um, but I think as entrepreneurs, we we are faced with it um, and we have so much knowledge and allowing for that knowledge also not to paralyze us into over analysis. And I, like there's yeah, there's so many fine lines there um, and it's and it's not for everybody. You know, I always say there's entrepreneurs, there's entrepreneurs. I have many, you know, clients who felt like a failure for recognizing they weren't really meant to be entrepreneurs, but they make incredible entrepreneurs, you know, driving the ship of somebody else's business and being the one that's spearheading it and the leader and the creative and, you know, and, and I don't think there's, I think it's beautiful to allow yourself the gift of figuring out what that is for you. We're running out of time, but I want to give you an opportunity to to throw out any words of wisdom that you might have for people starting up in business wrapped around yeah. the concept of wholeness. What I would first say is um, even if you don't know what you, tr- how, what you want your vision to be, or if you do know, and your vision feels really big, Understand it's one day at a time, one step at a time. Don't let the mountain be what holds you back because that can easily create analysis paralysis and you will feel like you're swimming against a cement wall. Um, So it's just what do you need to do that day? Um, What I would encourage and what I wish was that I wrote my letter of my self-concept from me a year from then, um, three years five years and just started really going, even if I don't know the exact, I have an idea of if I want to own a home, if I want this, of the type of platform I want to create and start to identify and gain clarity around what that looks like. Everything down to, I have a loving audience of positive, supporting, loyal people that are kind and loving. You know, I have, I only receive beautiful feedback or um, opportunities come to me with ease, or like you said, you know, clients find me. And so you get to dictate, and I want to empower you with your pen and paper to cement that in and write it in. I am, I have, I'm so grateful that, and write it out and get detailed. And the areas where you don't know the detail, get into the feeling of what it would be. And then take that And get your phone and go into your notes and record yourself reading it back in the energy of this is my reality. It is done. It happened. It worked. Oh, my God, I'm going and getting a ward. I I just deposited this much at my bank account. I bought my first home. I bought my parents a home. I Whatever that is for you. And then listen to it and passively program your mind as you sleep. Before you go to bed, put that in, fall asleep to it, and wake up and listen to it first thing. Don't go on social media. Don't put the news on. Don't do. Listen to that and remind yourself because there will be days when you won't remember your vision or life will pull you or your kids or your partner or just life or you just feel bad or you just don't want to get out of bed. And that reminder is going to anchor you. And those anchors are what supports and reprogramming the subconscious. And that will shift your self-concept, which will shift your 3D reality. It's very interesting that you say that because it will also, one of the things I'm big on, it will also begin to affect the decisions that you make as you subconsciously move towards it. I One of the things I, I deal, I have the conversation with, quite a few clients, um, awareness, focus, action. 
What do you want? Become aware of what you want your life to look like. Some of them, I even have them write out my ideal something, my ideal life, you know, so many years from now or whatever the target date is. Some people who can't even conceive of that, what is my ideal day? Mm-hmm. It could be as basic as what is my ideal day? And they don't, they, they have a hard time even working through that because they're so used to not focusing on themselves, you know, looking Allowing externally instead of internally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I like the idea of recording it and playing it back. That's, that's interesting because I typically, I use it as a writing exercise. I do it myself um, as a writing exercise, but I enjoy the writing creative part. You know, but well, and it's scientifically proven when you write that it cements in and it's almost like a magical little manifesting thing. But yes, yeah. And also take your affirmations and record them and listen to them. And then you can take that recording and you can loop it. So you can listen to it when you work out. You can go on wonder walks, you can or manifestation walks, you know, and you can program yourself. Passive programming is beautiful. You can play it while you're working, you know, and cement in. Remember, your mind doesn't know the difference between a dream or reality. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the other cool thing that I will say is uh your vocal code is your own vibrational frequency. It's like your thumbprint to source. Um, to angels, to to whatever it is that you believe in, but most of all to yourself. And so when your soul hears your own vocal code through your own eardrum, you're programming yourself on a cellular level. And our cells are like little receptives, receptors. And so there, that's a transmission. And in that transmission, you're transmuting what was to what you want to be. And that's, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a um, an offer for people that to build their self confidence, right? They can go to your website and and download something. Yes, I sent um, you and your team a link. It's a masterclass. It's called Meant for More Confidence, and um, and it takes you through exact steps to really shift your self concept and to again, right? Like the more confident we are, the more we own our energy. It's really about you. Um, And then you'll see, it's fascinating, the response that we've had when people say after they apply the tips from the masterclass, that they actually will hear things reflected back to them that they said to themselves. And so it's really, really cool. The link will be down below everyone, Uh, the link to her website and social media accounts and um, this confidence masterclass which sounds really cool yeah thank you i loved it yeah Yeah. thank you for having me yeah thank you so much for being here i really love this conversation (laughs) we we talk the same language obviously (laughs) so good i could keep going i'm like oh my god it's been an hour yeah okay so well thank you very much for being here and i want to thank the listeners for tuning in again and we will be back every tuesday with a new episode This is your host, Jean Border, with the Focus Practical Dreamer's Journey. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey, where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Remember to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey.